What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to the podcast. So Tavares here. Um, I have something a bit of a controversial episode, some may think, um, but it's a reason why I'm making this. I think it's necessary. Um, so a little before we get into the details of the episode, if you are on YouTube and this does um, encourage you, bring something to your attention, whatever, I encourage you to like, share, all those things. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave it five stars. If you're not going to leave five stars, just go ahead and don't review it. Um, but appreciate all you guys that are supporting week after week. But today's episode, you know, I want to give you guys a little bit of a backstory on how Godly Dating was started. So about 10 years ago, because it was 2012, if I'm not mistaken, 2012, I started this page. Started this page as a single guy. And I never shared my face on the page or anything. I didn't care for YouTube. I didn't care to put my face on Facebook because it, like, it seems as though people are either gonna be flirty or people are either gonna you know, tune you out because you're not who they anticipated, talking about purity, talking about relationships. Um, I was single, it's just like, how do I tell people to be in a, righteous relationship while single you know so there's a whole lot of things that that you know people definitely you know would tune me out because of and I don't blame them you know but I made it um a point of reference to make sure that I don't try to create a page that caters to women um we do know the church is predominantly women a lot of places you go we do know churches have predominantly taught purity towards women so we we can expect that the page would be predominantly women especially when you're preaching this type of message because I don't think guys were taught purity and taught how to treat a woman properly in in many different areas. That was very rare that we got that type of training. Um, Guys were just told, hey, no sex before marriage. And then girls, they were telling them this and that and that, blah, 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 blah. My point in saying this is we all know there are plenty of people out there that say things um, that they know how to pander to a woman's emotions in order to get her to subscribe, get her to buy their book, get her to subscribe to their channel, get them to sell out their conference. We all know plenty of these speakers. I'm not going to say any of their names because this the point of this is not a a gossip blog. Um, But I do know, you know, that it's always been a reoccurring theme over the years. 10 years been doing this page. Um, I don't even post as frequently as I used to. I used to post like three, four times a day. Um, But there used to be so There's always a constant thing, and that is always this. Some women, some, so if the shoe doesn't fit, don't put on the shoe just to be angry. If the shoe doesn't fit, leave it alone, sis. But there are so many women that hate correction. All right, so I think that's a human thing, right? But the page, uh, a reoccurring theme I see on our page is that if I post about men, men, you should do this. This is how you treat, uh, this is how you should treat a woman, blah, blah, blah. All the women are commenting, amen, yeah, you need to do that. The guys are, if the guys do comment, you know, they're just like, amen, and they keep it going, you know, or they just ignore it if they don't agree with me. But it's always the woman jumping out the woodworks like, hey, yeah, tell them what they need to do. Oh, that man doesn't even exist. Oh, well, yeah, please, about time. I'm tired of y'all addressing them. And it's like, okay, um, the women just come at full effect. Telling, trying to tell a man what a real man is, <laughs> you know, so women come out here trying to tell us what we should be and what we should look like, you know, and none of the guys complain about it, you know, they just leave it at that. But then if I post about women, whoo, listen here, if I post about women, I have officially chosen violence. If I've 
chose women, um, okay, this is why I'm going to unfollow. For one, you need to mind your business. <laughs> you know, who do you think you are? You're a guy. Be quiet. Get Safa back on the page. And you get all of these women that get so hostile over this. And bear in mind, some guys get angry with the page too. You know, and I, and I believe we need more Safa on it, you know, but it's just how busy her schedule is that, you know, I'm the one that's trying to keep, keep this part afloat. But there are so many women who, when you talk about them, they will absolutely snap, you know, it, and it's not like you're targeting them. Um, like I just posted a video, I believe it said, I, and I did the men first because I know how some women react. I said things that men ought to do for the woman they're interested in. I believe that's what it was entitled. And I made sure I did that one first, even though I prepared one for the women as well. And then I did a video saying things women should do for the men they're interested in. And so many people commented that video was like, how about you focus on the men? Oh, why are you always talking about us? And I'm just like, clearly they didn't see the video that was posted one week prior. But because I said something that they need to fix, they got upset, they got hostile. And then I get these comments, well, who are you? Shut up. Is my body my choice? Why are y'all trying to control women? The church is always trying to control women. What about the men? Anytime you say something about the ladies, it's what about the men? And it's like... I don't, I don't know if maybe you guys think I'm making this up and maybe some sisters are already mad in the comments, but one day y'all need to, y'all need to read my comment section and you'll realize that there are some people who, who can't take any type of correction. Um, and it's just a matter of our flesh because it's even guys that's like this. So it's not, this is not a, a podcast episode to target women. Um, the reason why I wanted to bring this up, um, because a very, I think the word to use is polarizing, very prominent figure just died from the, from the manosphere and you know the guys who who try to help relationships on the internet i'm by the name of kevin samuels right i don't know much about that guy i'm not going to pretend i know anything about that guy and i'm not here to bash that guy so if you are on youtube i i, I appreciate if you keep your comments respectful don't target that guy you know he passed away you know rest in peace to him but i've seen a few clips of his right for one, I don't know why people call on because he's very disrespectful. You know, I don't know why people are shocked that he snapped at them knowing he snapped at the last 500 women that called the show. Um, so it's kind of weird. Um, but anybody who listens to our podcast knows we try to come at things from a, a biblical perspective. Anyone who, watch, who follows our page knows even if we're being funny, we're trying to bring a biblical point out of it. You know, so I don't agree with people that go out there and, you know, they give all these Relationship advice is not rooted in scripture. It's all opinion and feelings and flesh and the male is dominant or the woman is this. And we don't go out based off that. We try to do scripture with this podcast, right? So I noticed that he always taught something to the women um, in the clips that I would see. I I've never sat through an entire episode, but I've seen a few clips of him because he's always gone viral. I think he died, you know, millions of subscribers on his page, right? But I noticed that he would always say something along the lines that women lack accountability. He said, he probably said in harsher words, but I'm, I'm just verbalizing it in a way that's respectful. Women lack accountability. And I've heard other people say that, you know, so many of us, we hated the way this guy approached women, um, you know, treated women, especially black women. A lot of people hated that. But at the end of the day, something I want us to understand is that sometimes the truth really does hurt. And for the sisters who are going to be willing to listen to the end of this podcast, I pray that at no point in this episode you feel as though I'm saying this from a judgmental standpoint. I'm not saying it from a judgmental standpoint. God has blessed us with this opportunity that for 10 years, 
there are millions of people that that follow this page across all of the the um, the platforms that we use. So I'm not saying this. Um, I'm saying this and it's going to jeopardize my platform. You know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not saying this because I think this is going to get views. I'm letting you know this because this is a genuine problem that I believe the church has. And if somebody can't take accountability, how can you say you want a relationship? If I can't take accountability, how can I say I have a walk with God? It's so many issues and layers to this that we really need to address, you know? So take that guy out of it. But there are three, there, there are three or four things maybe I'll mention that I believe that every person needs to address before they start dating. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Right? Because that guy, he's trying to tell you what a biblical man, what a, what a high value man is and what a, a high value woman is and all that type of garbage. Listen, if it, it's not aligning with scripture, I don't care about their opinions, you know, but I want I want you guys to hear me when I mention a few things that I believe every person needs to figure out before they start dating. Before you invite someone into your dysfunction, before you invite someone into your your chaotic lifestyle, there are a few questions that I believe everyone needs to address. Number one. Am I willing to address my personal issues? Now, with every time I make a post or when I talk about what men should do and the women are like, yeah, 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 those men don't exist and go get them. Yeah, talk. And it's like, and then when I say something about the men and, and if the men are doing the same thing to the women, that's the reason why people love that Kevin Samuels guy because he bashed the women and he was saying what a lot of those guys were thinking, speaking from a hurt perspective. You know what I mean? It hurt people, hurt people, you know? So I want you to understand you must be willing to address your issues when it comes to being in relationships. When I think about somebody who tried to hide their issues, I think about David. David was a person who committed adultery with Bathsheba, and he was perfectly fine just covering it up. He was perfectly fine pretending nothing happened, you know, or even if everybody knew what happened. Listen, I ain't got to deal with it, you know what I mean? Because Uriah is already dead. So the pro- God sends the prophet Nathan to confront David. If you guys don't know the story, just look it up in the scriptures in, I believe, Second Samuel. But Nathan gives the king a story, King David, a story and reveals to him um, a principle. Right. And David got so upset. And David is like, the person who was guilty should be dead. Like, nah, that person is evil. That's a wicked person. Until Nathan told him, you're that guy. So I just brought something to your attention to show you how sinful your acts were. But in reality, you can't see it because it's talking to you. Now, he told him, well, well, because he realized, oh, this is my issue. Now he realized it's a time for me to repent. It's time for me to change my ways. Now, when I make posts on, on social media, it makes me realize a lot of people lack accountability. But can I be corrected? Because if Tavares says God is good and everybody's happy because that's scriptural. When Tavares says and you need to not be unequally yoked, don't say well, Tavar seems to shut his mouth because who does he think he is? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the mindset a lot of us have. I have no idea why my video, why my brightness on this is so low. Hopefully my brightness is not too low for the, for you people that's watching. Um, anywho, if you're just listening, then it's all good. But 
he was able to see see the flaw in someone else, but he was not able to see it within himself. And I believe that's what happens with a lot of us. We're asking God, prepare me for my marriage. God, send that godly man. God, send that godly woman. God, open up my eyes and open a door. Let me see who you have for me. And God is like, you are the person that has so much issues and you're ignoring them. And if you saw that issue in someone else, you'd be the first one to pinpoint it. Nah, she's toxic. I'm not going to date no toxic man again. So you can quickly spot the toxic guy, but you don't see the toxicity within yourself that's causing you to desire that guy. You can easily see that's a lustful woman, but you don't see the lustful heart inside of yourself that's always chasing after curves instead of her character. Why is it that we can constantly see someone else's issue and not our own? And that's why I want to do this episode because it's like when for people to say, you know, people don't like accountability. Fine. If you want to, if that's a poor choice of words, my apologies. But my thing is, can I be corrected? You know, and this is not just dating. I try to give advice that's about your spiritual walk in general. Can I be corrected in my spiritual life? Can my pastor, my peers, my spouse or whoever see something within me? And instead of me saying, back away from me, you're a hater. I'm going to unfollow you. I'm going to block you. You're, get, get away from me with the negative vibes. Can I look at within myself and say, oh, okay, well, God, you don't want me to settle for living beneath where you call me. You don't want me to get into a relationship and I don't even know how to steward what you blessed me with. You know, when I think about a verse, it has nothing to do with dating, but I want you to see this principle. Philippians 2.12 in the KJV says, Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but not, but now much more in my absence. This is the part. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You know, so I get it. Not talking about dating, but I want you to see something that that's being told. Paul is telling them you are able to do things while I was there. But are you able to fix yourself when I'm not around? Now, a lot of you are waiting until you get married to address your lust issue. You're waiting until you get married to deal with your insecurities. You're waiting until you get married to address all of the issues that you know is there. Now, I'm charging you like Paul is charging the church in Corinth. Now, when I'm not looking at you and you're not listening to this podcast, will you work out your own salvation with fear and trembling? Will you work on your own attitude? Will you work on your own character? Will you work on your sinful nature? Will you work on building spiritual disciplines when I'm not looking? And that's what God has wants from us because we're asking God, send me a relationship, send me a relationship. But can I look at myself and address these issues, not just spot them, but address them. And I believe a lot of Christians are not willing to do that. But if you don't do that, you're, 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 you're asking God for a relationship that's ultimately going to fail. You know, that's how a lot of these people end up in relationships and they say foolishness like, that's just how I am. Yeah, that is just how you are. But the Bible says, be born again. The Bible says that any man who is in Christ is a new creation. So if you think you are going to get saved and say, well, my bad attitude is just how I am. Well, my lustful spirit is just how I am. Well, my selfishness is just how I am. You don't like that I'm yelling at you and cursing at you? Well, that's just how I am. That just how I am mentality is why a lot of people are divorced. That just how I am mentality is why a lot of people are 45 and now they're looking like, man, well, God, where's your will? And I'm not saying anybody who's in their 40s failed at relationships. What I'm saying is I do know a lot of people as they get older and they're looking like, well, God, where's that spouse? God may be looking back at us like, bro, you've had 87 opportunities and you kept running them off with your bad attitude, you know, and I'm not saying that's every person, but I want us to understand whether you're 19 
or 60. There are plenty of opportunities God places in front of us to get a great job and your bad attitude cause you to get fired, get a get a promotion <laughs> or get get some type of ministry at church. But your your anointing can only take you your your character has to keep you there, though. You know, so it's like it's so many things that I believe God wants to fix in us because I know people who've been married multiple times. But the scary part is it's always the other person who was the problem. It was always them who was toxic. It was always them with a bad attitude. It was always them that were cheating. It was always them. Possibly we're being led by our emotions and we're, we haven't healed. Possibly we're, we're, we're stepping into another season without allowing God to fix things in this current season. And that's why I tell people all the time, don't try to rush out of singleness. It's not a problem. Um, I think that's what next week's episode will be about, um, about ways to maximize your singleness and how to navigate that season. Because I think a lot of people don't understand. See, singleness is not a problem. But if you're a person who's not willing to change and address your issues, you're not ready for marriage. If you're opposed to compromise and nah, this is my way or the highway. You, If they don't get on board with me, then it just means that's not who God wanted me to marry. Listen. You're not ready for marriage. If you have that mindset, you're not ready for marriage. You're going to be miserable because I think a lot of times we're running back to a pattern, um, returning into relationships that we should never be returning to, but we're just so connected to that dysfunction. We don't even realize that God is trying to call us out of it, but our emotions and our emotions are keeping us there. You know, if that makes sense. Another thing I want you to be willing to address before you talk about dating again, um, and this is something I heard from that guy. But his perspective was always insulting, you know, Um, it's are my expectations realistic? And I say this because I seen a video of this guy and I was just like, for one, who does he think he is? Because he asked, I think the woman um, to rate herself one to 10, but she can't say seven or she can't say eight, whatever. But he was just like, no, you're like a three at best. And I was just like, oh, well, then that escalated very quickly. Um, but my thing is, and I'm not saying a handsome man has to get a hands, um, beautiful woman, beautiful girl or a beautiful girl has to get a handsome man. I don't mean in that regard. I just mean, do I have realistic expectations in the sense of, am I using Hollywood to define what beauty is? Because there are a lot of people that are single and they think church women are ugly. They think modesty is ugly. Now, the pro- there's no problem with modesty. A modest woman is a beautiful woman. The problem is when we've allowed the garbage we've seen in Hollywood and we're watching Megan Thee Stallion videos. Hey, if you see that, if you see that, you know, you, that's what your body going to chase after, you know, and it's not that she looks better than any woman of God that, that's in the house of God. Charm is deceptive and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord will be praised. So all these women who are half naked and they can shake it like Shakira, that does not mean that those are beautiful women. That means those are seductive spirits. And God's word warns us against going into seductive um, types of relationships. He warns us about this, the voice of a seductive woman. Read Proverbs 5 and Proverbs 7, especially if you're a man, because I want you to see that that thing, she can be the baddest thing you've ever seen and will lead you straight to hell. That's exactly what those verses let us know. So read Proverbs 5 and 7 on fam when you guys get a chance. But I've seen so many social media quotes and people use them as the standards to dating. And bear in mind, if you don't think ours should be the standard for dating, I respect that as well. If we can't support what we're saying with scripture, don't run with it. I don't want people to, Dolly Dating said it, Safari said it, Safa said it, so it's automatically true. No, if it contradicts the scriptures, 
avoid it. There's so many people who tell women, oh, because they had kids already, they're not qualified. But in the Bible, there are plenty of women who, when it talks about like a kinsman redeemer, many people are not going to talk to a woman who's divorced. She's used the goods. But in God's eyes, Boaz and Ruth was, was a match made. That's where the lineage of Jesus came from. So we can't allow people to define what a, a godly relationship to be if they're not looking at scripture. You know, in all these quotes on social media, a real man has to do this. A real woman has to do this. And then a lot of times it's superficial. You know, so we have to be careful of the type of expectations we're allowing people to put on us because people will make you think that you have to find some level of perfection when in reality, that just may not be realistic because a perfect person will never want you because you're not perfect. None of us are. So we have to be careful of that. Like, I don't mean to get on my sisters, but I'm going to bother y'all with this one. A lot of sisters, especially the ones that I know, and I'm not talking about my, my tall friends. Like I know a girl, she's 5'10", so she was like, my husband better be six foot. You know, and I, I respect that because she didn't want to tower over him or whatever. Um, but my thing is, a lot of women say, I have to have a man who's six foot. So I had to look at the percentage. I was like, 14% of the male population is over six foot. 14%. So you mean to tell me... <laughs> um, the rest of them, 80, 80, 85 and a half percent of men who are under six foot are unqualified to date you. They're unqualified to love you and to serve you and respect you. Is that what we think about men that are six feet? That's an example of a superficial expectation. Is that wrong to desire as a preference? No. But if you tell God, they're not my, they're not your will for my life because he's five eleven and a half, clearly you're being superficial. Just saying, men with six figures, I looked that up as well, and it says 23%, actually much higher than I thought, 23% of men made six figures last year. I didn't look that up to see if it included those who were already married, but that's a that's still technically a small percentage, 23%. So there's a lot of men who got cut off at 90,000, 80,000, 70,000, 60,000, whatever, but they have enough to sustain themselves, take care of themselves, take care of their family, and take care of and be able to give. Not just at church, but in charities, whatever. But there's a lot of women. I've seen interviews of women who's just like, if he doesn't make at least 250, he ain't good enough for me. If he's not making a million dollars, he's not good enough for me. If he's not playing a professional sport, he's not good enough for me. And it's just like, do you understand you're not making any sense? There was a quote that says, and I agreed with it. It says, men has men have no problem with providing for their woman. They have a problem with women who can't provide for themselves telling them they must be a provider because that shows that, well, I don't mind taking care of you. Like, I'm going to do whatever for my wife. I'm going to do whatever for my kids. But it's a problem when you can't do anything for yourself and you're using a man as a financial plan. So I'm not here to tell you who you're allowed to date, who you're allowed to marry or who's in your league. But I do want you to understand, do not go around barking that you need um, a high value man and your bank account says low value. Just saying. Another thing I want you to see is, the, and this is the last one I'll mention. Are you going to benefit them? Because a lot of people are content knowing I'll be in a relationship. But I'm not asking you, are you tired of being single? I'm asking, are you able to benefit their lives? Because a lot of us, when we when we choose who we're going to date, we try to figure out how do they benefit me? How do they help my life? How do they help my future, my goal, my desires? How do they meet my needs? But Eve was created as a helper. So when God viewed marriage, he viewed it as 
You are coming alongside a person to help them reach their purpose. You guys should be enriching one another. You should be blessing one another, serving one another, loving one another. It is not about you. Marriage has never been about you. It's not going to become about you. But a lot of times in today's day and age, we've made marriage a very self-centered thing. And that's not what God desires. So typically when we're asking, well, how do they bless me? And how do they like, listen, in God's eyes, a spouse is much bigger than your little selfish ambition. So we have to get out of that mindset. And it's not just about guilt-free sex for all of you Christians that are listening to this. Intimacy is way more than physical. How do they help my mental health? How are you helping them? Um, a lot of people are always saying, be their peace. Are you able to bring peace to this person or are you a chaotic person who loves arguing? Those are all questions for you to dive into. So that was just something that I had in my mind regarding that. You know, Again, it, this was a, a quick episode because it made me think about that guy. And I was, it was so sad to see um, this guy always giving relationship advice and swearing he knows everything, but to die young, you know, and all that type of stuff. And it's a sad thing that hit the internet, you know, and it, it brought me back to this topic that he mentioned, you know. So I was just curious um, for all of you guys um, that that listen to this episode. That, that's the reason why I want to talk about um, do, do women, especially, is the one I want to target today. Sorry if you felt attacked with the, the episode, but do women lack accountability? Or can you be corrected? And that's for men and women, because we all need to address these things before we try to dive into relationships, or else it's just going to be dysfunctional. Um, so for those who listen to the end, be sure to support the channel via buying merch or pay, PayPal, Patreon, all those type of things, whatever. Um, but for those who are listening to the end, please comment below. Were you someone who you enjoyed Kevin Samuels' ministry? Well, his platform, I won't call it a ministry. Did you enjoy his, his platform? Did you think he spoke more facts or more opinions? Did you feel as though it was his approach that you could or you could not listen to him? You guys let me know in the comment section below. But he shows me that it's proof that no matter how much you help people, honestly, people need to know that you love them because the way they, they drag that brother on the internet, whew. I pray y'all are kind to me when it's my time to go. But I love y'all. Uh, I'll see y'all next Thursday. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Oh, I will probably drop a vlog in a week or so. We'll be out of town. If you can guess what state we're in or what city we're in, might be a treat for y'all. Love you. Peace.